Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're here at Elizabeth Parlor Room, Danny. And cheers to you. It's great to see you on this rainy, rainy Thursday. It's a rainy Thursday afternoon. It's a... When it rains, it pours. You, the, the metaphor applies both to the weather we're living through and the uh, the deluge of news coming from Charlotte <laughs> FC. Uh, not all of it from the front office necessarily, but we're, we are getting yeah. the news in, in, in bits and starts and uh, droplets and things that come our way. And uh, One thing that we're not happen. drowning in is information. Right. We're, we're, we got yeah. a little information, right. in the, and the main story is that Adam Armour has been officially uh, waived Right. Our first signing and our fir- uh, Sergio Ruiz is gone. Our first ever goal scorer is gone. Uh, someday our first DP will probably be gone too. <laughs> you know, like at this point we're just, you know, the, the, the club history is uh, being shown the door there in form of Adam Armour, and it's too bad. My, I got my A's down here. I'm, sh- I'm showing my A's here. Uh, we were there field, field level. Yeah, uh, we were there. He celebrated right in front of us. The first ever goal for the club. We were there. I'll never forget that celebration. Right in front of us. It's amazing. What could have been at that moment? You started to think about it. A young kid, uh, first goal for the team. Mm-hmm. Could have a future here at on at left back yeah, or on Rose. the wing. Could he become yeah. a, a club legend? A and header. A header off a corner kick. About 14 months later, 13 months later, he's now yeah. been waived and isn't even. Charlotte FC isn't even getting a player or cash in return. Yeah, so they talked about uh, there was reporting that a deal was had been struck with Atlanta that fell through right on deadline day. Uh, so there was some type of move to try to maybe get some gam back or something. I doubt it was a player for player trade there because if we were just willing to just wave them. But uh, so sort of like uh, I'm trying to think of the perfect analogy here. But basically, like we tried to we tried to trade armor, it didn't work out, and then he's like walking back into work the next day, and it's like. Hey guys, uh, how's everybody doing? Remember when you tried to trade me the other day? So it's like they kind of just like it's like at this point it's just like I'm we're sorry, did the trade didn't work? Just go. It's it's better if we just part ways here. We're gonna waive you a waiver. It's not it's not the most it's not a super rare, but it's also not a very common transaction in MLS to waive a player like that. Although Charlotte FC's done it a few times, we did it with Franco, I think, right, or or uh, TT or Yordi or one of those or all of those. One, I forget, but um, yeah. Armor's gone. Our first goal scorer is gone. It hurts. And it's part, like, so that's the official. The armor gone is the official. Right. But there's also, That's the only bit of real information that we have. Yeah, we have reports and rumors and innuendos and uh, indications. And and I trust Tom Bogart, now of The Athletic, he's the one that reported that Andre Shinyashiki, he confirmed it, that Andre Shinyashiki was being traded to Real Salt Lake. Yep. For a player in return who is a veteran. Justin Miram. Thumbs down to me from me. I've seen a lot of positive reaction. I've heard your reaction. I'd call the I I'd say you've seen a lot of positive spin. You've definitely seen a lot of spin. Uh, the people that that need to be out there in the streets selling the Justin Miram pickup to cover for why we're giving up a twenty six year old that just signed a, a new three year contract. Sure. They're do out you, there working. Do you know what he does have? Uh, Experience. <laughs> Okay, yeah. And okay, and, yeah. and Latanzio is a manager who loves what? Experiences. According, yeah. Well, that's what he says now. I, I, yeah. It's like as of three weeks ago, Latanzio is like the big experience guy. I, I never saw, saw him as that beforehand. But. How about what Latanzio said about Adam Armour today at the press conference? He, he said... He loves him dearly. I love him dearly. 
called him a great kid. And to me, that means what, Danny? That th this wasn't a Latanzio decision? This was a club decision? Or was this a player decision? A, to me, a mutual parting of ways? To me, you say love him dearly, that means it's a player, a player decision. Because if you... If you if you fire someone, you don't unless you're just completely like overcompensating and covering, which I don't think that's what's happening here. I think it was a situation where Natanzio would have loved to have kept him. Probably thinks he's a good kid, but Armour wasn't happy with his role, and so I think it's a player sort of like find me a new place to go. Um, I think what I think is just if I'm like putting the connecting the dots here, I would just say like I can envision pure speculation, but that's what we're like. We're storytellers here. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to weave up a little tale of what might've happened, <laughs> how it might've went down here, uh, which is uh, Adam Armour, you know, plays for the legacy, balls out for a couple games, looks good. Doesn't get the immediate call up uh, to the first team. He's told, Hey, you know, keep doing what you're doing with the legacy. We want you to keep grinding on there. And he thinks to himself, you know what? I've scored an M I have an MLS goal to my name. I've I've logged a season in the USL Championship. I don't need to be playing for MLS Next Pro right now and said, hey, promote me or or trade me or get rid of me and give me a chance to go somewhere else. I I, I don't know anything, but I, I that's like when I'm thinking of like myself at that age, what I would have done. You know, he's betting on himself. It's you can see it as a negative, like the player forced his way out, or you can say the player decided to bet on himself and he took a risk and and this is what he's decided to do with his career. We're here at Elizabeth Parlor Room, also the home of the Charlotte Independence. Is it a possibility that the Independence could pick up Adam Armour for this season if Armour doesn't land uh, somewhere in MLS? I think it's a possibility, yeah. I mean, it's hard to see a guy who wasn't an MLS starter going somewhere else and like instantly becoming part of the, the, the makeup here this deep into a season. So he's probably looking for a USL job, whether that's championship or USL one, we don't really know. But he's a Carolina kid. The part of the reason the fans connected with him so well is that he had the local ties. And I think that he could make a lot worse moves than to try to work, get his agents uh, working his way to the independence here. Because especially because if you come to the independence and you play really well, you're right in the backyard of the people who uh, who didn't believe in you. And that there's, you know, the, if you got a little chip on your shoulder, that's that's not the worst way to uh, expose it. And there, it's never a bad thing to try to play for a trophy and contribute to a winning right. team. And unbeaten, right now, unbeaten top of the league side, Charlotte so, Independence. We'll, we'll we'll keep saying it until it's no longer true. If you look at it from that perspective, it could be a good opportunity to to play with some guys that he knows mm -hmm. and play for a team that is um, playing for something. <laughs> it feels good to play for something for sure. Where I, at Crown Legacy, I'm not sure if Adam Armour really felt like he was playing for anything except for to get into shape. And then when he was in shape and was still playing for Crown Legacy, he asked, maybe asked himself, hmm, um, is this the level where I want to be at this point in my career? After I've reached, like you said, the highest of highs mm -hmm. at the top level of professional soccer. So right. that's, a, that's a big story. He's been there. That's He's, a, yes. He knows in his head. In his head, like... You can say what you want about his relative skill versus other players in the roster, this, that, the other. If you're a 20-year-old kid who's, like, struggling to, to, like, find playing time in your career, all you're thinking to yourself is, hey, man, I have more goals than half the people on this freaking roster, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. with one. So, yeah. yeah. Give me another chance to get out there mm -hmm. and make an impact on these right. matches. And, and he's made impacts on uh, crowd legacy matches. Right, right he's, yeah. He's, he's made an impact he in balled, those He balled the hell out in one game. He had two assists. 
crushed it down the wing, got his name chanted. Last, the last time I saw Adam Armour in person, he was walking down the sideline after being subbed from a Crown Legacy game, soaking in the cheers from from the, the, the crowd there, just chanting his name. Adam Armour. Adam Armour. They love him. And he's gone now. And uh, and, he, and he and some little kids were like, hey, can we crowd favorite. Some, sign this, sign this? He's like, he said, I got you kids, just wait till after the game. And he pointed to like where he was going to be when he showed up there. So, yeah. I don't know. That was the last time I saw Adam. <laughs> From, he was at the kit launch. I mean, this is one of our original six signings. Ended up at the, he was at the kit launch. That sounds like a like a punk rock song name. <laughs> and that's the last time I saw Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> last time I saw Adam, I was at the sportsplex. Um, you know, to me, it's it's something we're gonna stop talking about because um, it's gonna play out here. Uh, in the in the coming weeks, where Adam Armour lands, and we'll discuss it from there. But there's a ton of things on the show that we want to talk about right. tonight. I mean, Shinyashiki's pretty gaunch gone too. So I mean, that, yeah. that he had much more impact. Nuno, where the hell is Nuno? Uh, Latanzio yeah. said in his press conference today, Nuno yeah. will continue with the legacy. Continue what? <laughs> <laughs> continue yeah. what? He's yeah. he's apparently training with them, but he hasn't even been on the bench for any of their games. So we'll see. The U.S. Open Cup. It's always about the cup. We did it. The draws happened uh, about a, couple, a few hours before the taping of this podcast today, and Charlotte FC gets the win against South Georgia, and now draws the cup holders. Orlando it gets a lot tougher in the round of 32. Here, playing at, at home, the, yeah, playing at the Sportsplex. We, have, I presume, it's the Sportsplex. I mean, I, I tweeted that it was. Uh, they, the U.S. Open Cup won't play in NFL stadiums, so I mean, I think I think we're gonna get, and the, yeah. the uh, Independents are out of the cup. Unfortunately, they lost uh, to Charleston Battery in, a, in the, like the deep, deep, deep into extra time. Unfortunately, I was hoping to see penalties there at least. But. So yeah, Char- Charlotte FC is making the run in the Open Cup. We drew the holders. We beat Tormenta, but it was a costly cup win, Johnny. We're uh, just going back to see Laddie Daddy's presser today. Tui Loma and Camille will not be playing this weekend because they both suffered injuries against Tormenta on Tuesday night. Do you think? Do you think it was worth it, like, to start such a strong side and go out there and win four-one in the cup and like have a, a nice cruising, quote-unquote, easy win? But I mean, I don't know. We 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 burned a lot of, of uh, energy out of the legs of a lot of our guys. I feel like for the week, Camille has been playing so well, yeah. and Tuiloma is someone who finally put together a nice performance and maybe was starting to play some decent soccer. So yeah, it was it was unbelievably costly, and and was it worth it? Um, probably not, but we'll find out. If Charlotte FC takes care of business against Orlando and goes on to, to win the Open Cup, yeah, sure, maybe it was worth it. Then. Yeah. But for now, in the very short term, it feels like there's a center back problem and a problem potentially at right wing where I would venture to guess Mackenzie Gaines will be asked to, to play. Yeah. At DC? It's not going to be Shinishiki. <laughs> so, uh, it's not going to be yeah. Vinny Mello either. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Vinny Mello. He wasn't even on the bench for the cup game, which was really weird. Struck us like in the spot where... So Enzo played 60 minutes in the cup, right? Got his goal. Didn't look particularly great, but he played. And you you were pissed off at this. I was pissed off. It was because like, 
Why are we burning this guy's legs? We got a huge, we got an insane, we've gone through on previous episodes the insane run of fixtures that's coming up in May. Yep. And so it's like, let's, you know, let's, how about, how about 45 minutes for end zone instead of 60, this, the, that, and the other. The like, depth is gone. There is right. no there's depth. There's no depth. That, yeah. That's basically what uh, right. this cup match right. showed, if is, you can't, is that there's no depth. If you have to sub in Swiderski for Copetti. of what we said Preseason. <laughs> right, yeah. I counted 29, 35, <laughs> maybe 42 guys that could have played for this uh, start of the squad. Yeah. And now we've got about uh, nine seven. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how things change, man. Life yeah. comes at you fast in the MLS for sure. But, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can. We're, 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 I wouldn't say we're on track for our goals, but but we are float. We're, we're treading water towards I mean, our goals. To bring, we're in the cup. We, to bring Carol Sadersky on. When you're two nil up yeah. on a team that is a man down, yeah, just to to run around and score a goal at the Sportsplex, which was a, a sweet goal on a Tuesday night, like I, I just right. that to me feels like a totally unnecessary risk. That if Vinny Mello was in the squad, could right. have just gone and done that. Right. I don't know why that wasn't Vinny instead of Carroll, but we don't. He wasn't on the bench, so we have to presume something's going on, right? Oh, just you know, we uh, we heard from Matt Chantry. We heard from uh, the, the the comms team. We okay. we, we heard that uh, it was just you know, it was the roster limitations. Only eighteen men allowed okay. on the U.S. Open roster, and okay. it's really not a big deal. It's just something. It's decisions that are made, and of course, Vinny Mello is somebody who seems like he's in great shape, doesn't it? Seems like he's in peak physical condition. Right. When we saw him running out there, when he had the secondary assist uh, on, on his one like. Uh, Mercurial substitution performance that he came in against Red Bulls. Like he must not be training well. Yeah, I guess something must be like we know we, it's established that like you, how you train is, is is how you earn your opportunities. As uh, as Jaden Sancho scores a goal here as we're recording <laughs> here uh, at EPR during the uh, Man U uh, Spurs match here. Uh, but yeah, it, how you train is if you you know they say you how you train is how you play. It, with this club, it's how you train is if you play. <laughs> it's, it's like you don't play unless you train well. So for Melo to not be playing means he must not be training well. Put two and two together, it's easy to see. So the lack of depth right now is concerning, and I'm concerned about Saturday. Um, I, I am. I, I think that after a, a midweek match, you, right. you have to go up to D.C. and, right. and, and, and play a, a away game. I, I want right. to feel good about it. Convince me to feel good about it. Tell me why I should feel well, good about it. Well, they only have uh, Christian Benteke, one of the like most physically imposing strikers in MLS history <laughs> and, and even recent Premier League history. I mean, the guy's just an absolute mountain of a man and uh, has the he's he's scoring goals for DC. You know, he's played like I said, he's proven Premier League scorer who's now playing for DC and it's nice to know that with with having to face him down running down our back line we won't have our biggest center back, Bill Tuiloma, you know, like we'll ready, ready to rock. So, hopefully. yeah, ho- hopefully. I think I think it's got to be DJ at center back with uh, with Addy Milano to contain that. I'm a little worried. Like, I don't rate DC that well. I think DC's a bad team, but we've uh, we've established the pattern of if Brams talks shit on the, te- uh, the opponent, then we lose. So I'm not going to do that. And I'll just say that... Uh, they're a team that is playing better. They're a team that is that we that we feel like we should beat on paper, and yet their their real life results are better than what their on paper squad looks like. So that's dangerous team to face, especially at their place. They're eighth on the table. Charlotte FC is eleventh. The point differential is two. Right. So Saturday night's match, three points against DC, and you you jump them in the standings. 
and that would be a massive win. I, I would argue that it would be the biggest one of the season. If Charlotte FC can get this done sure, at DC, it would totally be the agree. biggest win of the season. Because wins stack. Because you're, the the point, yeah. the, the reason wins get bigger as you stack them is just because of that cumulative effect of like, of like winning uh, points after points after points and moving up the table while other because somebody's going down every week. There's winners and losers, so someone's going down the table. You want to be that team that's moving up. So if you stack a few weeks in a row of like points on points on points, it really becomes very impactful and very important. Shout out to all the tremendous friends of the show who are listening to this uh, during their travels to the nation's capital and going to be there on Saturday night. We're, we're going to be there at the match. It's our first away day of the season. It's, it's exciting. Can't wait. Section 111, baby. Section 111, we're going to hit up a brewery before the match. We're going to do a, a little rooftop party as yeah, well. Yeah, yep. And it's going to be good, baby. It's, it's going to be real good. It's going to be a I'm going to go for a little bike ride. We're connecting oh. uh, with uh, some old friends of mine uh, from all over the place. I got I got I got some connected friends in DC. They're some movers and shakers, if you will. So, nice. Uh, they're gonna be hanging out. It's gonna be a good time. Unfortunately, um, we are not going to be able to connect with uh, my cousins who we had such a great time with. Oh. Uh, the both, road trip of the year. Both both out of town this time around. Shout out to their tra- traveling. We need restaurant recommendations. They, yeah. You know, your cousins gave us the lay of the land, and we, I don't even remember the name of this restaurant <laughs> where I had, like, one of the best meals of my life. It's yeah. so funny. But, like, um, if anyone has a good D.C. restaurant, Rex, send it, send it this way. But you'll be able to find us right before the match, and we hope to meet up with anybody who's traveled up to the match beforehand. Uh, we will be at the brewery right outside Audi Field. Yeah, I forget the name of that place, but it was a really cool spot, and uh, it's easy to find. It's like two blocks down the, the yeah, road from st- the stadium. Yeah, st- so stone's we'll, throw. I'll find the name of it. Right. Um, we'll and put some more I'll, info I'll out put it out on uh, our uh, Twitter page. Um, there's a few TIFOs coming. There's, at, a few, there's a few TIFOs that we're, we're planning to uh, hang out with at the match, so that'll be great. Good times. You can find us at For the Crown Baby on our socials, uh, on Twitter, for sure. Make sure you find us there. Um, and Danny, for me, I, I really think that you've put this now trip into perspective for me when you talk about how this three points stacking on each other. I think there's going to be a great away support section at this match. I do think that uh, people are going to be um, itching to see Charlotte FC away. I think uh, yeah. they're. The crowd at Matthews was decent on Tuesday night for a cup match, but you're there playing, were some empty seats. There, yeah, there were, but you're playing a, a team from USL. Yeah. One, Should be more packed for Orlando. And if Orlando's going to be there, it's a whole different. I mean, Orlando's the cup holders. Orlando's the, the defending champions, the holders, as we, we call not, them. And, in the and it's a knockout world, match. So, so their fans probably will travel up. You and, expect and, any extra and for what tickets it's worth, up. Orlando was in uh, Concacaf Champions League this season because of that performance. Right. In the U.S. Open Cup last season, so wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice? It's just a way to measure yourself against that kind of opponent. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the opponent against DC this weekend. Um, what you know, for me specifically, Danny, um, when we have you know so much to talk about, um, I I, I want to know is Westwood going to be back? Christian West- L- Christian Latanzio mentioned in his press conference today that Westy was. The gemstone uh, available on Saturday is that what? Is that what Pen, pending any setbacks, I would expect Westy to be starting on on, uh, on Saturday because strictly because but with no Bill, no Camille, you have to assume Jones has to move back. You can't put Burn in at center back. That didn't work. 
last time. It's certainly not going to work when Benteke is involved in the equation. It's got to be Jones. It's it's got to be the Jones Milanda pairing, and then that frees the. But and even though that that but like that makes it easier cause, because the whole we've we've always been staring down the barrel of this whole pick pick two of the three Jones Ronico Westwood and injuries here and there have always like sort of avoided us. We've always been able to kick that can down the road. And, and the Tuiloma injury means we're basically kicking the, the can down the road a little bit further because I, I expect it to be Jones center back and then Westwood Bronico double pivot uh, midfield like, like it was before. Uh, so we'll see. You buy that? That's why I want Derek Jones at center back. So I buy. I buy. If, if he can start, that's great. The only thing that I'm concerned about, the only thing that I'm worried about is that he may not be able to start. That he might be somebody that comes in off True, yeah. He's the bench av- available. If he's yeah. available. Yeah, just like so, so his first game back isn't a start on the road. In that situation, what if Westwood can't start, how does that change the setup? Then if Westwood absolutely can't start, then you have to keep Jones Bronico, in my opinion, as their midfield, and you have to at that point you trust Sova. At that point, sound the alarm, right? Ra- you know, ring the sirens. <laughs> you know, Matt Barbie uh, comes ex, uh, vaulting out of your room screaming, it's happening, it's happening, because I think at that point you finally do have to go to SoboCop uh, as your starter at center back, which I know he's got his fans out there, and I like the nickname. I love the nickname. I don't always love the game. He's good. He's not great. And so I would prefer to see Jones, but I could see potentially Sobachinski starting there as well if Westwood's not ready to start. I don't know if there's another action, you know, available athlete in the midfield to to make that work in a different way. You know, if, if it's not... Uh, there's Bender. There's Hegart. There's Nuno Santos. <laughs> Crown Legacy's yeah, finest, sorry. Nuno Santos. But, like, that's yeah, the yeah, other yeah. option, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Is pair somebody else sure. with Bronico. And it could be... I'd start Hegart versus DC. I'll be perfectly honest. I have no beef with that. He, he went the full 90 on I would, Tuesday, did Hagar? I think he may have. He may have. That could be a problem. I would rather start Hagar than Sobachinski, personally. But I'm a, I'm a died-in-the-wool Hagar stand, so what can I say? So that's the other option. And then, of course, um, you're going to have Swiderski and you're going to have Enzo Capetti. You're going to have Kerwin Vargas. And Gaines, I think, like you said. And, and Gaines. So yeah. that would be an 11 that could get three points, do you think, on the road? It's going to be tough. It's an Enzo, and this is why I think this underscores that it's the Enzo Carroll show every time this team plays. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've, Enzo Capetti scores a goal in the in the U.S. Open Cup, and people are still being critical of him. Right. So he didn't even look good. It was an I easy heard, tap. It was a tap. Didn't celebrate. Didn't celebrate. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. We saw it all. We yeah. saw it all. Yeah, for sure. This would be a massive moment yeah. for Enzo Capetti to score. And by the way, the goal that he scored on the road. At Orlando, or was it St. Louis? Uh, the one against Orlando, one against St. Louis. The header against St. Louis, and the uh, the one touch finish, the first time running down the, the ball. header against yeah. St. Louis. Yeah, imagine from if, Carroll. Imagine if that connection happens at Audi Field. Yeah. On Saturday night, and he's able to celebrate with with the OAN. It'd be incredible. I, I hope to be. I, I hope. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm dreaming of such a scenario, just as you outlined. Yeah. So. Um, so here's the thing about Enzo. He, he comes in for his criticism, and everyone loves, oh, well, Carroll scored a beautiful goal. Carroll scored the goal of the week. You know, and shout out to all the voters who, like, surged Carroll past on the final day. The, the MLS goal of the week poll is open on Twitter for three weeks, for three days, excuse me. And for some reason, Carroll was trailing big on the final day. And, like, we, sur- 
the vote surged in his favor on the final day, thankfully. So he got the goal of the week. But, like, why is he in so much space? Why is he able to run onto this this, this nice ball from Camille and, like, hit it in so much wide-open space? It's because Enzo had made this charging run, uh, you know, seconds before and drawn three defenders to him as he, like, powers yeah. into the box and they're worried about him and that creates the space for Carroll. So it's, like, you got to start worrying about... you got to start, like, paying attention to off-the-ball contributions. I'm seeing signs of things like turning the corner for Enzo and, like... The system has improved. Latanzio, to his credit, has tweaked the system. It's, it's not quite the four four two, but it is four four one one. It's yeah, or yeah, it could be a it's four a four one he one. A, yeah, he said it was a high block. Yeah, and, and a, like so, it's a it's, right. a it's a high block. Which high? You know, are they going to play a high line, a high block line against DC? Probably not. I think it would be more of a low block. Right. Like uh, in your own end of the pitch on the road, for sure. Park, yeah, on the road and see what Enzo and Carroll can. But can come up with together on the, the road. The whole point is that they are like the 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 will is there to get those two working closer and better together. It's happening. They're gonna connect. I would be, I would put, I would back, I would, uh, I t- I'll tout them. I'll tip them. I'll bet on them to connect for a goal somewhere so, at some point this weekend. I saw that Charlotte FC was an underdog in this match, more than a two to one underdog. DC a, a favorite. Yeah, um, that doesn't bode well. Uh, I mean, DC's for, getting for results. Sean FC. I don't think DC's good, but they're getting results. That's dangerous. But we've we've seen uh, upsets on the road. What about a draw? I think a draw could be potentially possible in this match, which would not be the worst result. Right. But but ultimately, um, a nil nil draw would be really brutal. We'd have to have a really good time. It'd have to be a fun nil nil to enjoy that. Sure. Two two enjoy draws. That point. I can handle. Uh, yeah, especially if it's a comeback. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it all depends on the different scenarios. So I think you know, how you feel about a draw all depends on how you get there. Yeah. It's either you either lost, it either yeah. feels like a loss or a win, depending on where you were right before. Right. No. So it's been a it's been a massive week of news for Charlotte FC, and I think the question mm-hmm. that um, I want to ask you is about whether this could be a potential turning point. So yeah, I think it could. I mean, so much has happened. You talk about, you talk about Saturday, win upset win at home against Columbus, but my, mysterious questions about some missing guys in the roster. You talk about Monday, report comes out from Tom Boger, Andre Shinshiki on his way out. You talk about Mondays also when we got or over the weekend is when we got the news Santos is with the legacy. Okay, and then you talk about Wednesday we hear that Armor trade fell through. Thursday Armor's waived. Uh, Tuesday, we have a cup match. Vinny Mello is not on the bench. Two of our guys, including potentially our season MVP so far, get injured. And it's just a momentous week. All this stuff has happened, and, we, and we're about to run into a huge list of fixtures. So the results will ultimately determine if it's a turning point or a breaking point. <laughs> but this has been an amazing week, and there's no way we will not be looking back on the third week of April uh, 2023, uh, a few months from now, as being like, man... What happened that week to, went on to, de, to define where the season went from there. So one way or the other. Hopefully it's good. Something I thought about while you put that so eloquently is that it, it seems like the dominoes have fallen from what was a very poor start to the season. Yeah. These are, these are the fall, this is the other shoe dropping. Yeah. Right? There, it was a poor start, and it was, it's been acknowledged. So what has to happen? These people need to go. These are the team we're sticking with going forward. And we'll, yeah. we'll bring some new people in and, yeah. and see if we can Maybe. improve. So to me, it's a clear sign from the club that 
Uh, and that's the turning point for me. That's how I view it as a turning point, and I agree with mm-hmm. you. That's, that's why I wanted to bring it up because it was such a good call out. Uh, it's a turning point in that the club has admitted that the, the start was poor and changes need to be made, and the people who are out are Adam Armour, Andre Shinyashiki. I think Nuno's out. Nuno uh, it, could, it, could turn, it could go the other way. Like he could, I think he's like rescuable, or but and, he, and potentially Vinny Mello. And yeah, I mean at this point, Mello needs to turn something around to get get himself back in the picture. Thanks so much for listening to the show, Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. It's uh, at For the Crown Baby on Twitter. Join the conversation there. Let, let us know what you think about the episode. If you're listening on Apple, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you rate and review the show. Really appreciate it uh, when. Uh, on Apple you leave a review it really helps us get the word out and when someone wants to listen to the show like many people are going to want to be listening to this as they're traveling up uh, whether you're flying whether you're driving um, you know whether you're taking the train I even you know considered the train is an option it's a long train, train ride nice. yeah train would be um, nice you know in the past I've heard stories about um being able to take the overnight train okay from Charlotte to DC for I've, I've known some people who have done that for a one o'clock kick for a commander's game. Okay. And yeah, exactly. so I was the, looking, the riverboat Ron ball bull. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I was looking to see um, whether we could get on the train on uh, Friday night and get there Saturday uh, for the match. But they didn't, they, they don't, there was, there's two trains that leave every day, but they're like 5.45 a.m. and 6.45 a.m. Yeah, you got to spend yeah. your whole damn day on that train, yeah, 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 and then yeah. it comes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it comes back. Well, you can also do, take the mega bus, the one dollar mega bus yeah. that somehow. <laughs> you know, when I pay my bill, it was way. It said a dollar on the side of the bus, but when I went to pay my bill, it was way more than a dollar. I don't know. I'm going to be driving up. I'm going to be flying up. You're going to be flying up. We're going to drive back together. Yes. We maybe we'll live stream from the car. That could be wild. Who knows? We'll, we'll probably have a Sunday night live stream, whether it's. Uh, and we should be home hopefully by Sunday night. I would imagine we'd be leaving yeah. back pretty early Sunday. Well, we can Sunday, just like so. record a podcast in the car. But yeah, yeah, we could do something like that. It could be could be fun because uh, it's an away day. It's our first away day of the year. Can't wait. Uh, hopefully, I th- the car ride back is going to be very celebratory or very sulky and moody, one way or the other. So can't can't wait for that. You remember last year? DC was so fun. I I cited it as still like my number one memory of the year, like my favorite away day, and all that. It stuck out with me so much all through the season because it was the first game of the year. We lost, so there's revenge on the mind this weekend. I'm not going to try to match. I'm not, like, expectations. We talked a lot about expectations on the show and how, like, you can't really get hurt if you don't have expectations, but when you start to think things should happen a certain way, that's when you can be let down, etc. So what I want to say is I've bragged up this last year trip so much, and I'm not going to try to recapture that. I'm taking this, this year's DC trip is a totally new trip. We're gonna go up, we're gonna have a great time, but I'm not trying to compare it to anything that happened last season. I, I mean, it's a totally new, it's a fresh start. Nation's capital, let's see what happens. Let's go get three points. It's the Solus outpost in DC. That's the sport, that's the brewery. The outpost. The outpost, the Solus outpost. I love so that. meet us there, we're gonna be there beforehand. Um, speaking of reviews, it's got great reviews. It's got it's got good food. Um, it's huge. It's and massive. There's a, patio. Yeah. there's a patio. We're right we're right on the river. Um, 
Remember everyone was oh, shouting yeah, us out there? Like, yeah, you can go like stand on the river. People were shouting us out. They were like, uh, oh, you guys, we love Charlotte. Yeah, you guys got a great kid. Oh, your kid is fire. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I think that's yeah, what someone yeah. said to Rachel, right? They're like, oh, that kid is fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So funny. So we'll see what type of crowd uh, yeah. DC has on Saturday night. It should be, um, weather-wise, I haven't, I haven't checked. Haven't looked at the weather. Planning to go on a bike ride in, in town in the afternoon before, while you're in the air. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it's good weather. Um, anything that uh, you want to make sure that um, the TFOs know before we, uh, we sign off on the show? Keep your head up. Keep your heads up. This is a huge turning point. Despite the horrible start, we actually are in a position where we can rescue ourselves. We've, we've trimmed a little what, what was perceived as dead weight. Not everyone will agree, but the club perceived it as dead weight. So we're, we're shedding, we're trimming the fat. And uh, keep the faith with Enzo. I believe Enzo's about to turn a corner. I'm gonna keep saying it. Probably, I said it. I think, I think I said that about Swiderski last year, right before he did it. So uh, who knows? Maybe, I, maybe I know a thing or two. But uh, Charlotte FC wins two-one this weekend. I'm gonna agree with you on the two-one victory. I think it's gonna, it's gonna be a nice two-one victory. We can cheers to that. And it looks like a, uh, a pleasant afternoon. 67 degrees, maybe a little rain in the morning, but oh, it'll be a great match night. Whiskey weather. In, in DC, it'll be prop. It'll be a proper uh, soccer Saturday. Yep. Uh, I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brands, and don't ever, ever forget it. For the crown, baby.